Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All A Bravo by Betches Podcast We don't say that but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on track me bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All Podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I am Barry Rosenfeld And it is Podcast Podcast Friday (laughs) Uh, I love how we just have a made up holiday for ourselves every week. And it is like no one else. Like it doesn't affect anyone else, but. Except for if it were a holiday, then we wouldn't, we shouldn't have to work. True. So, so but this what will be our just, last. <laughs> <laughs> we only, we're just going to record like, we're going to record on Wednesdays. I think we should just do every episode on Wednesdays yeah. and then just put them out whenever we feel like it so like mm-hmm. okay yeah wait basically you know, like i don't want to work ever no and i know so, you like, don't yeah thank you i mean pretty much yeah. so like if we i'm trying to yeah we have to figure out like i'll watch housewives and talk about it but i don't i don't want to work if dylan knows me and i think he does <laughs> it's that i don't want to work ever <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I would say that's a pretty standard trait. Like, it, yeah. it's always strange to be like. Obviously, people have like goals and like motive, Ugh. ambition, and all of that, Ugh. which is great. Good, but it's you. always strange to me when you like meet someone and their like number one thing about them is that they're like career driven. It's like, I mean. It's great yeah. to have like, a good work ethic, but like, yeah, that's completely different. Having a good work ethic while you have your job is one thing. Like we are passionate about this. Right. Like I, do. I, I do my job well, but you know, then you have <laughs> There's other your, things about me. You have your like Dorit's of the world where she's like, I've taken over swimwear. I've taken over restaurant design and now I'm going to do bridal. And she like, I mean, a workhorse if I've ever seen one. <laughs> and the dresses are coming in, PK. <laughs> I, that was one of, obviously, we're talking about Beverly Hills, uh, you know. We are. Our, our typical. If you routine. haven't gotten a, gotten a handle of the schedule yet, today is Beverly Hills. <laughs> but we've got plenty when, to talk about. When Dorit and PK were having their little date night and and they when they talk to each other, like he goes, you're going to kill it, baby. And she goes, I know, baby. Like they just sit. It's like she, Mr. And Mrs. Smith was, over there. That was such a funny scene. I feel like we haven't seen a lot of them one-on-one earlier in the season. And last week we got the scene with her trying on the wedding dresses and him naming the styles. And like last night when all Dorit wanted was to give this like kind of lengthy poignant toast and he's like yeah babe cheers to that cheers to that let's drink the champagne very like James Kennedy vibes and she's like baby let me give my toast (laughs) you you know what though I'm very disappointed in this season is we have not gotten 
any husband scene, like any dinners that we've had because there's so much drama within the season have only been the women. And honestly, besides New Jersey, this is one of the casts where like, we really like the husband. Right. There was the one scene where Kyle had people over and uh, Mauricio and PK were talking. It was like after it was like when that yeah, when one they got epi- in a fight, right? The one episode when Kyle and Dorit were like arguing and Mauricio and PK had a moment, but I, it, it, you're right that this season, the group dynamic has been so intense and there's been so many different, you know, like they've had a lot of like group dinners and stuff where they've really taken up a lot of like screen time and rightfully so. But yeah. this has been a super focused season. Like we haven't seen, you know, we've gotten a couple little scenes of Dorit with her wedding dresses, but like we haven't really had a lot of like personal storyline so much. Yeah, like, like I want Rob Minkoff to like have a movie night at his house. Yeah, but even even just with the women themselves, it's like you know, you'll see sometimes it's like a whole storyline of Lisa Rinna doing her QVC or like, you know, Teddy with her accountability. And like those storylines can be like hit or miss, but this season we've barely had any of that because so much is focused on what's happening with the group. And I think that's, you know, it's rare to have a season where there is so much to talk about with the group. So I'm thankful for it. Um, But speaking of, before we dive too deep into Beverly Hills, we have to, you know, climb back up the snowy mountain and talk about Winter House because, (laughs) first of all, the trailer dropped yesterday. Mm -hmm. It looks, honestly, pretty exciting, pretty dramatic. I had a lot of people in the cast. I feel like, okay, first of all, thank God they went back to just calling it Winter House. I know. None of that. Not a fairy tale. Summer House, Winter Charm bullshit um i okay when they announced this show i was like into the idea of it but i was a little unsure of how it would actually play out because they only filmed i think they said 17 days it was really quick a lot of these people already knew each other we knew there were some new people but it's like i'm i'm a little nervous for the same thing with housewives ultimate girls trip i was gonna say all stars but that's not that's not the name like, you know, sometimes when you do these crossover things, it's like, okay, it's fun to have people together, but like, is there, is anything going to happen? And this show, it looks like really the answer is yes. I think they did a really good job with the fact that they only filmed 17 days because that's like two, two and a half weeks. So three weeks. So it's like not too long but it's like not too short where it's like, okay, nothing happened. I feel like there's going to be a lot of love stories and triangles and circles and whatever. And I'm excited that we also get to meet new people who we don't know. We've never seen before because I think that would have been a little, you know, if it was like, okay, it's just like the same people we know almost literally getting a summer house, winter house, but I'm excited for these hotties. Hot. It's kind of like it, it almost is a little bit like a bachelor in paradise type mm-hmm. of situation where there are certain people who are going to have bonds and relationships from previous, you know, like obviously the summer house people know each other, obviously Craig and Austin are friends, but like, you know, they've all the summer house people have met Craig and Austin, maybe not Sierra actually, because she's newer, but like in general, it's like, Oh, like, 
they kind of know each other, but like they haven't been in this dynamic before. And then the new people come into the house and like, obviously there's going to be some love triangle type of situations. And I've, I will say on summer house last season, when they were quarantined in the house together, I thought it was a great season, but there wasn't really a lot of like hookup drama mm-hmm. that we've had sometimes in the past, just because it was, you know, it was a set group of people. Nobody was coming and going. And like a lot of people were in relationships with each other. So like, I'm excited to see a show where things are a little bit messier in the like love life department. Do you think Hannah's going to watch? Uh, I mean, yeah, she'll probably, she'll probably uh, turn it on like the hotel TV while she's on her comedy tour. You know, I'm sure she'll catch some of it. <laughs> yeah. I guess. She's got a support page. Yeah, I, it It is like funny to see Paige and Amanda kind of be the, the dynamic, dynamic duo. duo. Yeah. But, but I love it. We love to see it. That TikTok they posted was really cute. I know. They, they are oh, no, adorable. How many of those did they have to do? I would always like forget. I'd be like, oh, Dylan, we forgot to do our high five video today. You know, like I would forget the the first day. (laughs) I would do it one time and never again. Like um, one time I, you know, that thing where it was like uh, the app where you did, it was like one second every day and you were supposed to make like a one second video every day for a year and then it like compiles it together yeah and so it's like a it makes like a four minute video at the end because it's like 360 365 seconds Mm -hmm. i don't know how many minutes that is but like i tried to do it one time i think i lasted like three days (laughs) (laughs) and it like sends you it sends you a reminder too and i'm like i mean like i don't feel like taking a fucking video right now is that it's one second like one second you have to do and it's just like i can't today i'm just right but in your mind in your mind it's gonna be something like cool every day and then you're like well i'm just like sitting in bed (laughs) calling all my honeys support for today's episode comes from honey love Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honeylove is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale, get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's enter the dinner from hell. Let's re-enter Kathy Hilton's Hilton's Belair estate. Um, (laughs) Where uh, where Patrick, I think, is getting increasingly annoyed by the commotion that's happening at dinner. Am I allowed to stand and listen? Like that was like when they he he was like, what do I do? (laughs) He did he would not desert his post. Like Patrick is the equivalent of um, you know, in Titanic, when the ship is sinking and the like, uh, the musicians are still playing as the ship goes down. Like, I just choked. <laughs> Patrick, yes. Patrick is going to stand there until Erica Jane burns the fucking house down, and she almost does. Because he literally, when he took the bell from Lisa, he goes, "This is my job." Like that's my job. Very. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Patrick, Madame? oh my god, the MVP of yeah. this dinner. <laughs> So we we all know where we where we pick up. It's Sutton and Erica and things have escalated. And Erica, uh-huh. I feel like there's been like this switch that flipped inside of Erica where she, you know, she sat there for this whole dinner and was clearly really frustrated with the direction things were going. And the switch flips and all of a sudden it's like, time's up on Sutton. Fuck you. I'm about to like lay down the law. And I mean, I can't, I can't really like, I can't fault her for being angry at the situation. I think her specific choice of words is like a little intense, but I think intense is a good, is a good word. And also I said this last week too, it's the gritting of like the teeth and like talking like she was seething. And I just have to say like, Obviously, everyone knows I'm always one to take like the not popular opinion. Like I'm I just see both sides. But at the same time, Crystal was kind of saying like what I was saying, like I would react. I take away the actual situation. If someone was doing that to you, like I wouldn't maybe react or choose the words that like Erica did, but I would still be angry at Sutton at the person that is not my friend. So like even Crystal was like, I mean, she's right. Like she's, I would do the same thing. Like Crystal wasn't backing down either. And she was kind of not so much defending Erica, but being like, you know, she's allowed to like voice her opinion, but she, she was a little, it was someone throughout the word bullying. I don't, I, maybe that would be considered bullying what she did. It was the a moment, lot to be sitting the next moment to someone. When, when her, when she's clearly seeing red and Kathy is yeah. like, bring it down. Calm down. Cal- calm down. Rinna's like, take a deep breath. Oh. Garcelle's like, hold it in. The table just goes silent. And then that, that flip of the moment where she, she goes. She looked like a gargoyle. Silence. Silence. You ever call me a liar again? I'm coming for you. It, I, oops, that was I, 
Dylan, I, I chuckled. I let out a chuckle when that scene happened because they went, it was so, she was in a stance. I'm not kidding. Like she looked like a gargoyle. And like Kathy said, calm down. She looked up with her face still down. So like her and like just her eyelash. Yes. And like, then they showed each, like you said, they showed each person and it was so silent that you can't, that wasn't dramatic. That was funny. Like, are they serious? It was very over the top. I think that was her like natural reaction because it was such a heightened situation. But then she said, you know, she's, do you want to get sued? I'm not threatening. I'm promising. It's a lot. And I, okay. The, threat. the lawsuit comment, I, un- I understood what she was saying because she was saying, if you start talking about Tom, he's the kind of person right? and you're on camera. If you start saying things about Tom, he's the kind of person who could sue you for something like that. And, you know, you're not talking about somebody who's dead and gone and isn't ever going to hear about this. Right. And so I, I understood the basis of that comment, but it was very much coming across as a threat in that moment. And if I were Sutton, I certainly would have felt like I was being threatened and, you know, her saying that it's not a threat, it's a promise. It's like, okay, so it's also still a threat. That's very much so a threat, but. I liked seeing Dorit kind of, I thought Dorit sort of found her backbone a little more in that moment because we've seen her in private, you know, have more reservations about the situation. And when she said, none of us asked to be in this position. Like, mm-hmm. no, like obviously they have their concerns about their friend, Erica, but none of them are like happy that this is now taking up all of this time and they are peripherally involved. Like, I think that is a valid point. And I think that's what Erica kind of can't wrap her mind around that. It's like, they're not necessarily saying that they think Erica is like, evil and should go to jail. They're just saying like, they don't love being involved with this either. Do you think that if they were in any sort of, because the only way they would be involved is because of the show. Like they are together because of the show. Do you think Bravo or NBC or anyone would allow this to keep happening? The show to keep filming if they were in any sort of danger to be like part of the. Um, Like, you know, like I, to be honest, I think the only thing that, I think the only thing that they really care about is their own liability. Like, I think they take a pretty hands-off approach when it comes to the actual, um, like personal lives mm-hmm. of the, of the people on the shows. I mean, if that were the case, it's like, why would they be, you know, filming in Erica's overflow closet when the feds might come take her set, like that kind of thing. And like, same with Jen Shaw, like, you know, they're clearly not like distancing themselves from these people in the capacity of them being cast members on a show. So I don't, I don't think they'd be like, I don't really think they're like looking into protecting like everyone's legal interests, but I do think they, I'm sure there are like lots of conversations about what the network is liable for. And Mm -hmm. I think I think at this point, it's like Erica has not been charged with anything. Tom hasn't even been charged with anything. So it's like, yeah, like I I don't think any of these women are involved on a level where they're going to have like legal problems. But I, I, I get what they are saying about like they're associated with Erica. Yeah. And by default, 
they're now associated with this whole you know it's crazy so like erica is getting an insane amount of hate because of the allegations that she stole money from like the widows and orphans etc which we don't know if she had anything to do with it makes it makes you sick (laughs) yeah like which we don't know if she had anything to do with yeah but jen shaw is allegedly guilty for stealing and orchestrating things against old stealing money from elderly and they're both online still doing the same thing, posting pictures, going, she's going live, like doing everything. Cause she is literally just living like nothing has happened yet. But I feel like she's not getting the hate that like Erica oh, I is think getting. She, I feel like she is. I think honestly, because their season hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. I think Jen isn't giving us the material to work with yet, but I think <laughs> that will come. I mean, you and I have both seen the season premiere. There yeah. are even certain things that she's saying pre getting arrested where now that we knowing what we know now it's like girl <laughs> just keep your mouth shut just keep your yeah mouth shut. so i think i think that'll come but i don't so did you watch any of jen's instagram live with giselle no, absolutely not <laughs> oh my god i i like happened to tune in they were Wait, doing, but wasn't it with prima donald's yeah so bravo they've done this with a few shows but they're you know obviously promoting the new season so they were doing um donald from bravo was hosting an Instagram live with, it was like three sets of Potomac and Salt Lake housewives. Like they Mm -hmm. do these kind of like matchups and of the marquee attraction, I would say was Jen Shaw going live with Giselle and, you know, Giselle for as messy as she is on housewives, she is a consummate professional. She does chat room. She knows how to, you know, she knows how to like f- stick to the guidelines and everything. So it was not like, I wouldn't say it was like extremely messy. Um, you know, Jen proudly proclaimed her innocence. They were like oh talking my about. God. Did anyone tell Jen maybe not to go live on Instagram? Exactly. But uh, and th- I mean, they kept the comments on, which I was like a little bit like, why didn't you turn the comments off? And people <laughs> were literally like, babe, like, when are you going to jail? <laughs> Like there was a lot of that, but I think I was surprised when they announced that because they have not had Erica doing any press this entire season of Beverly Hills. Like, I don't even think she's been on watch what happens live. Um, She has not been doing, you know, interviews. She's not coming on our podcast. Like, I don't, you know, you're not seeing Erica talking to people, you know, she posts her tweets and then she kind of just goes so it was surprising to me that like before the season even starts, they're like, here's Jen Shaw on Instagram live. But I think what I guess we'll see as the season begins, um, you know, kind of how that unfolds. Cause I have a feeling it'll end up being pretty similar to ha- the conversation around Erica. I, yeah. It's just I like don't. right now we're getting an hour every week of like <laughs> Erica, news to dissect um okay but so let's let's get back into the you know Sutton leaves the table because she is not going to sit there and be threatened which of I think Sutton uh I think she plays the leave the room card a little too much but this is one instance where I'm like it's yeah you can leave that dinner like (laughs) I agree I agree and she's like I do agree she's like I'm not gonna sit there and get sued that was a little 
much. I feel like anyone in that situation would have gotten up and left. But like, fuck this. I had my then, caviar pie. I'm going home. Yeah. Then, cat. but she had her, <laughs> she had her baccarat gift in her hand because she was like, I'm not leaving without this. Like, did you see the red box in her hand? Yeah. She was like, I took my gift to go. But I mean, you see who went out and like Kyle, Kathy, obviously, because Kathy is a, a host, but and Garcelle and like, then they all start screaming at each other and like, Kyle really is in the middle. I think that she's a good pot stir. Like she knows what she's doing as well, Kyle. And she's playing both sides, but at the same time, just calling Sutton out on her bullshit. But then she's like, no, I was trying to get Sutton to say what she wanted to say. And I was like, yeah, but you didn't think it was going to end like this, did you? I do appreciate the last couple episodes. I think we've seen Kyle making an effort to not just be completely one-sided. Yeah. And her scenes with Sutton, I think, have been kind of a different dynamic because obviously we kind of know where Sutton is coming from. And I think Kyle Kyle and Sutton don't see eye to eye on this, but it still feels like Kyle is approaching Sutton from like a respectful place of like okay like let's talk about this like let's figure it out there's obviously these issues where i feel like the other side of that coin is lisa rinna who seems to have gone completely to the side of i'm gonna put my i'm just gonna like do like put my fingers in my ears like la 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 the less i know the better and i mean at least from the reaction i see of people watching the show Nobody is impressed with Lisa Rinna's handling of this whole situation. And last night, it was when she goes to Garcelle's house Uh, the day after. And Garcelle's like, girl, that dinner. And Rinna's like, what happened? I was drunk. Was she fucking serious? When she's like, well, I remember Sutton and Erica had words, but whatever. What happened? And it's like, girl. Garcelle said one thing and Rinna goes, no way. No, I was like, Rinna, are you fucking kidding? You were, you had like a, like you weren't in the slightest. You weren't, even we've seen her drunk before. Like you, she wasn't to the point of non-remember it. Like, no, there's that a, was, there's no. A, there's a lot of room between like, I'm sober and I am blacked out and won't recall what happened. And like, Rinna was somewhere in the middle, but she was not on the, on the extreme end of that. I can't even find the words to be like, Rina, you couldn't have thought maybe you could have gotten up at that point and even gone to the bathroom. Then we would have known you weren't there in the room when it like happened. When, when Ashley was in the bathroom, when Monique and Candace had their fight. Yes, last season. Oh my God. But like to not remember, I mean, listen, give Rina credit for like, she's been very cheery this season. I would say like more cheery than usual. I've actually noticed like anytime. Hi. Oh my god! But like every scene, and so she's like, "No way!" She's playing it really like she's not backing down. She's like, "I don't remember," and you know what? Good for her. Okay, she does it. That's her way of not being involved. Then she was just so nonchalant about it. I was like, "Wow, you really are playing that card." That's right. Kind of wild. I don't necessarily. I mean, I don't think she and I have the same opinions about Erica, but I don't necessarily begrudge her wanting to stick by her friend or like having a different opinion than I do, because that's how being a human works. But the fact that she's so uninterested in even like, yeah, 
paying attention to what's going on or knowing what's going on. It's like, it's not, it's not a great look when, you know, it's not just like some stupid little rumor about Erica. It's like a whole situation that clearly is very real. And, you know, so then Garcelle brings up that she feels like the group has kind of split into two halves Mm -hmm. and that it's a little bit like, you know, her Crystal and Sutton and then the rest of them on the other side and that she doesn't feel supported by Rinna. And, you know, this is kind of picking back up from earlier in the season when they were, when Garcelle was having a tough time trusting Rinna because of the Denise stuff last season. And Rinna is just like seemingly so shocked by this. She's like, huh? Oh, see, that's what I mean. She's so animated. She's so animated, but just like in a way that's not convincing at all. (laughs) And then she's like, she's like, well, you know, Garcelle, maybe you're nitpicking with me a little bit and that's okay. And I love her, the way she's like, the way she like does a, a kind of a condescending dig and she's like, but it's okay. I'm not mad because, you know, you also did the thing where when Harry bought the pasta sauce, you said, thank you, but you didn't like send a note or a text or whatever. And it's like, Marcel was like, I told you while you were standing in front of me. Thank you. It's like he dropped off a fucking jar of pasta sauce. He didn't like, he didn't like buy her a car. Like it's not that big of a deal. But then you look at things like Rinna, like with, with the sauce thing. And when she first said that, I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. That was so nice. And it was like, all right, well, was that, were you actually just looking for something then? Like, did you know who in their right mind would call someone out for like not thanking them the next day after eating the sauce? Like, was she doing that on purpose? But the two of them, they said, they're just going to continue to keep working on their friendship. But Honestly, I just think that they've outgrown each other and they just both can't not can't stand each other, but just are like, they're not the best of friends, but they're going to continue to keep working on it. So they say yeah, it's it's one of those things where obviously they knew each other for a long time before right. this show even existed. Um, and, you know, so when Garcelle was brand new to the show, it made sense for her to kind of be like, oh, Rina's my friend. But now that they've been on for two seasons to Sorry, now that they've been on for two seasons together, like, I feel like Garcelle is realizing that it's like, oh, in this context, I don't know if it actually makes sense for me to, like, think of Rinna as a friend. Because, you know, maybe they're friends in the, you know, in the great wide world out there. But, like, on the show, I don't think they're really, you know, compatible. Yeah. And, you know... Another set of friends who I'm not quite sure is compatible either are Sutton and Kyle. I just don't. Yeah. So they go to this showroom and we're in Sutton's happy place a lot. You know, she's just yeah, a different person. She loves, person an option. In this she loves yes. the win. She like they're shopping for, I don't, at first I was like, are they shopping for her, her store? They're shopping for, for themselves. But like they, you can tell there was tension with the two of them because they were there to avoid the conversation that they wanted to have because they were yeah. focusing it, on the It shopping. kind of like spilled out after exactly. they bought those rings a little bit. Their yeah, power I, pinky rings. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you were saying before is right about how, you know, Kyle kind of wants to call Sutton out on, you know, maybe not standing up to Erica or being afraid of Erica. And I think Sutton, I think Sutton feels like she is, 
doing everything she needs to do in her interactions with Erica and that Erica's the one sort of not accepting it. I, I, I just think like, I think Sutton feels fine about everything she said to Erica. I think she feels like she said what she needed to say. They're clearly not on speaking terms. They're not going to be mm-hmm. making up anytime soon. And I think Sutton is like, yeah, I'm at peace with that. I said everything I wanted. And Kyle still feels like there's some level that Sutton's not being hundred percent genuine or whatever. And I don't, I don't really know that that's the case. Well, yeah. And I just think this is the type of situation where no one, there are so many conflicting opinions that no one's ever going to get to the bottom of how like each other feels. And Sutton of course gets upset and leaves. And like what you said before, like she just is, that's just, it's just her MO. Like it's just what she does. And it's kind of just like annoying to watch someone constantly not be able to like hear what someone has to say to them. I got so frustrated when I, when I was watching that last night, because it's like, you, you're friends with Kyle at this point. Like, why are you getting upset and walking away? And I did laugh when Kyle turned around and she was, had no idea Sutton wasn't there. And she's like, wait, where are you going? Like she was talking and Sutton had left. This one I felt like, just like, stop. This one I felt like the, the leaving the room was a little unnecessary. Like the dinner, I got it. This one, I was kind of like, just but it's like, like, why are you getting so emotional? But it's like, you can get emotional and then like work through that and explain how yes. you feel. And I don't think Kyle, you know, they might not agree on everything, but Kyle is not being like hostile toward no. Sutton. I mean, why are you getting so emotional every time? Like you have a conversation yeah. with, with someone who is trying, who is close with you. They keep using their air quotes because that was like the theme of last night's episode there. Uh, yeah. She's a quote. friend. <laughs> Dorico's. <gasps> you use italic like what'd she say like italics I think. <laughs> <laughs> Dorit? okay at, at Dorit's or at Garcelle's Haitian dinner Dorit was like really in the mood to be a comedian which I think is like but a she funny wasn't, like that funny <laughs> oh no she's not that funny she she thinks she's very funny sometimes and I think it's funny to watch not because she is actually humorous but um, <laughs> like at this dinner when she's telling the story and she's like, she's like, does anybody want to hear the story? And they're like, I mean, tell the story, just like get it over with. And, you know, she's like, like, is it going to go through dessert? She throws out a C word, which is like, it comes out of nowhere. And it's like, what, what's happening? Sutton even goes, really? Because like, oh God, you can't say the C word in front of front of Sutton so disrespectful or she was like I'm sorry please forgive my ignorance but are these flowers um like something you know flowers (laughs) something that's like um, they're orchids I think something that's like uh like like common in Haiti (laughs) I did feel like at this dinner the women generally had you know a, a good level of curiosity about the cultural experience Garcelle was providing for them you know it was it was a beautiful dinner. Obviously, um, some of the foods were not, you know, typical things that these women are used to eating. For the most part, I thought they were, you know, respectful and like, you know, there's there's a, a level of curiosity that's appropriate. And I thought, you know, they were doing a nice job of that. And obviously, Garcelle was really excited to share, you know, this side of her. We haven't, she's talked about it on the show, but we haven't really gotten to see it in like a more of a formal setting like this. Um, I did. I did love when Rina was, of course, the first one there, like 
always this season. And they took bets on who would be last. And Dorit Kemsley was not the last one there. And she was, she, I feel like Dorit is kind of looking for. Yep. Yep. She's like looking for something to latch onto this right now. And, you know, she was like acting just like a little too annoyed that they had said she was going to be last. And she's like, she's like, Oh, is that another dig? You thought I was going to be late. And it's like, Dorit, it's because you're always late. Yeah, I was like actually taken back by that too. I was like, Dorit, this is not personal. Like you literally, like you, it's what you do. Like it's not, and Garcelle was not even being rude. She was like laughing, like joking. She was being completely honest. And then when Kathy just didn't come, Kyle was like, oh wait, no, she's not coming. We thought Kathy was going to be last. (laughs) She can do whatever she wants okay friend that's the friend of that's the friend of perks uh would have been a little a little considerate to just send a text garcelle's way but you know shit happens i guess but this i feel like the seating at this table was was better designed because garcelle was like erica you're next to me you're coming and sitting next to me and that way she was nowhere (laughs) near sutton at the end of the table and i think like she you know she was like I'm not, I'm here for Garcelle, like whatever anyone else has to say. I'm just scrolling through the New York Times. I was like, okay, you could, you don't have to be on your phone during dinner, but like, I, I get it. I did feel like everybody, I did feel like everybody had a good attitude at this dinner. Like, I think they kind of understood as a group that they didn't want it to be another blow up. And it was a really nice dinner. You know, there was like some tension, you know. Dorit and Garcelle clearly still have some like simmering tension. And I think we're going to see more of that next week, which I am that excited for. Cause that insane. their dynamic, their dynamic has become super intriguing all of a sudden, like until a couple of weeks ago, it was kind of like, eh, yeah, whatever. But since Rina's the Rina beauty lipstick lunch, I'm like, I want to see more of that. Um, but yeah, I was, I liked seeing, they go to sit down after the dinner. Everybody's fucking freezing apparently because they're all like under Garcelle's various coats. And um, so they all talk, about they're talking about these pants that Kyle wore like two months ago. And they just happened to be the pants that she wore to the meeting at Dorit's house. And it was so awkward. Like when Erica's like, Oh, where was that? What, what, what was that? And they're like, Oh, uh, uh. we weren't invited. I just like have never seen anyone just have that many coats to whip out, like of the of that extent, and just like and they were all I, like fluffy too. They weren't none of them were like like beautiful. But so at the end of the night, after that, like they kind of it was very abrupt to me. Like Erica Dury and Rina get up and leave. Like they were all like, oh, like it was almost like someone yes. told them to go, and they like went. It was very bizarre to me. It did. I agree. It was like Dury was like, okay, well, I think I'm gonna, and it's like me too, me too. Yeah. And so Crystal was kind of being there's always like one voice of reason an episode. And she was kind of just stating the obvious where she was like, you guys aren't friends like to she was talking to Sutton. She's like, either, you know, like pretend or you're done, like you're done. And I can't believe someone actually had to tell her that I'm not sure that she like needed to be told. But I think Sutton at that point was still expecting a possible apology from Erica, which like we all know that wasn't never going to happen. Well, and vice versa, you know, right. Erica feels like she wants an apology from Sutton for being called a liar. But at the same time, even if she did apologize, she You're- still wouldn't trust her. And it's, I liked seeing the juxtaposition of Kyle, who's been on this show since the beginning 
And her instinct is clearly, oh, well, you guys can find a way. You can work it out. You can find a Band-Aid. You can do this. You can, you guys can, you know, be cordial, have this relationship. And that is such a mindset of somebody who's been on this show for 11 seasons. And it's like, you know, there's an incentive to kind of make up with everyone so that you can keep having the group dynamic. Whereas Crystal, who's brand new to the show, is like, no, I mean, like, they're not friends. I talked to Erica. She isn't going to make up with Sutton. They're not going to be friends. They don't need a Band-Aid. Sutton doesn't want a Band-Aid. I don't think Erica does either. It's like, it's it's interesting to see the two strategies kind of next to each other. And I think in this case, I appreciate what Kyle is trying to do by, like, bringing the group together. But it's like, this is one time where it's just not, it doesn't make sense and it's not going to happen. And in that very moment is when I was like, there's going to be a different cast for next season. Oh, in that, no joke uh, in that, that right. When they, when they, the second two people are legitimately not friends and it's not going to work and they're never going to speak again. It is tough. It's a shake it up. Is it's tough. coming. I mean, we saw, mm-hmm. it, it was hard to imagine like, either Monique or Candace not leaving before this season. We saw obviously Lisa Vanderpump left when she was unwilling to make up with half the cast. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, it is, it feels early to think about casting for next season, but at the same time, I think they're filming their reunion tomorrow. So like now there's this rumor, which it's in radar online, which I don't, I don't trust them as far as I could throw them, but Mm -hmm. there's this rumor that Erica now is not on good terms with Dorit and Kyle because she feels like their support has not been strong enough. And so if that is true, which I mean, that's a big if, but if, if Erica really only is on good terms with Rinna, Honestly, like, I don't think things look great for Rinna at this point either because she has taken Erica's side so strongly. Personally, I would love to see Erica back next season just because I think the it's just too I'm too invested to want her to leave. Like whatever I think is like, you know, if there's something shady or whatever, I'm like, I still want to know what's going on. But I, it is. Yeah. We're getting to that point where it's like, okay, so what happens now? Cause I can't imagine this season has been such a hit. I would imagine they're going to start filming pretty quickly. Right. After and the reunion. I agree. I would want Erica back too, just because at that point, I don't know, like lawsuits obviously take a really long time, but like we could see her literally living a whole new life. And that it could would be, be, it would be bizarre after this whole season to all of a sudden just kind of like never talk about it again or to have like one scene where it's like, yeah, like, like we we're not getting closure this season because the situation is still playing out in real life. So it's like, Mm. I want to see more. Yeah. But um, that's crazy because I feel like if the because all this is so fresh and they are filming the reunion tomorrow, it's going to be explosive. What a time. I know. I can't wait. Um, with that being said, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thank yep. you so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday to recap the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City <laughs> season two premiere. Don't miss it. Rate, review, follow the show wherever you listen so you don't miss out on that or on any of our episodes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. 
Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.